I am Peter Navarro, and welcome to episode 29 in the In Trump Time podcast. In this episode, called from an interview with Dr. Robert Malone while I guest hosted Steve Bannon's War Room, Dr. Malone and I do a deep dive on the latest study derived from a Department of Defense database that provides incontrovertible proof that the quasi-vaccines that our military personnel are being forced to endure are far more dangerous to their health than anything most will face in the near future as soldiers and sailors and Marines and pilots and SEALs. There are two important conclusions you should take away from this interview. One, the quasi-vaccines now being perpetrated on the American public do indeed come with significant risks to everything from your heart and nervous system to our reproductive organs. Number two, the dramatic increase in diseases observed in military personnel are likely to be also observed in our children as Tony Fauci and Joe Biden and the authoritarian left running our government now force unnecessary jabs upon our children. The pandemic has been bad. What it is doing to our democracy is even worse. Now, let's give this podcast a listen. All right, Denver, um, if you can, would you pull in uh, the package on the kitty vaccine porn and MSNBC, please? First, there was kitty porn. Now, there's kitty vaccine porn. You bought them a bike helmet and shin guards. Now you can help protect them against COVID-19. Children ages five and up are now eligible to be vaccinated. It's safe, effective, and free. From soccer to slumber parties, keep your children safe doing what they love. Schedule their COVID-19 vaccine today. Safe? No. Effective? No. Free? Not if it compromises your health for the rest of your young life. How about somebody putting the disclaimer on this kitty vaccine porn? Do you hear me, Joe Rogan? A two-dose COVID vaccine. But as NBC News national correspondent Gabe Gutierrez reports, the wait could soon be over. A COVID vaccine could be available for children under the age of five by the end of the month. According to the Washington Post, Pfizer is expected to submit an emergency use authorization request to the FDA as soon as today for its two-shot COVID vaccine. This comes after the company added a third dose to its clinical trial, saying two doses did not provide a strong enough immune response for children between six months and five years old. Previously, we had data showing that the childhood vaccine for for, for six months to four years wasn't as protective against infection as the adult vaccine. That's the reason why they pushed it out and asked for that third dose. <laughs> Scott Gottlieb, former FDA commissioner. How does that son of a gun, Denver, I resisted the urge to say, you know what I was going to say. Uh, how does that guy get on there and pimp, pimp vaccines for children that he knows damn well have significant risks, not just because they have significant risk to kids, because there's all sorts of data. Pfizer itself is suppressing, is suppressing that shows the dangers of these quasi vaccines, not just to our children, but to healthy people in our population who otherwise need not go anywhere near that vaccine. Denver, if you can put up um, that that clip for me 
of the uh, mortality rates. I, I appreciate it on the screen here. It's like one picture is worth a thousand words here, right? What I got here, there's just a bunch of numbers there, but you've got uh, age groups and fatality rates, right? Male, female, and the average, right? Here's the deal. <laughs> the, the fatality rate is like like minuscule, okay? Until until you get like into the 40s, right? And by the way, if you break those numbers down, the mortality rate um, is much higher when people actually die if there's comorbidities associated, okay? So you got minuscule rates to begin with. If you factor out the comorbidity issues, it's like you'd be more likely to get struck by lightning in a lot of cases. You get to the other end, <laughs> hey, you're 80-plus and a guy, it's like 10% chance of dying if you get COVID. Hey, I'd be the first one to say, try that quasi vaccine. It's better than those kind of odds. That's the kind of thing what we're up against. What's going to happen when we come back from the break, uh, I'm going to uh, bring in Dr. Robert Malone. We're going to go over um, what are some stunning Stunning, stunning statistics coming out of the Pentagon that that it's that show beyond any shadow of a doubt that that we need to have a national debate right now on whether we should even continue anything with this vaccine. Chat room, keep coming. The question, uh, keep uh, the questions coming in. Try to get them. Uh, we'll be right back here in Steve Bannon's war room. War room, pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Peter K. Navarro here, sitting in for Stephen K. Bannon. Um, We have um, really hot breaking news um, in this segment. Uh, We're going to bring to you some information um, and and it looks like uh, the Bannon War Room is going to be the first to break this in a way. And we're going to bring Doc Malone in um, shortly. But to set this up, here's the thing. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a social scientist, they call it by training, right? And, and I do like econometrics and statistical analyses, right? To find out, okay, you have a hypothesis, you get, get some data, and then you test it and you see what you got. And when I saw what Doc Malone and, and uh, his colleague Rents did, um, I was over the moon with respect to getting the best understanding we can possibly have of the very real risks associated with the quasi vaccines, these experimental gene therapies that are being pushed on us by Pfizer, by Moderna, uh, by J&J. Now, here's why I say that. Let's think about this. Um, if you want to, if you would want to find out kind of can these vaccines hurt you, the quasi-vaccines, one thing you could do is say, okay, let's take all our military personnel, right? This is a, like a macabre, Mengele-like experiment, by the way. Are you listening, Mark Milley? You take all your military personnel in the United States military, right? And you have like literally years of data on them, Right? where you are able to document kind of the, 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 the number 
of, of problems they have, whether it's like heart attacks or multiple sclerosis or my, migraines or whatever it is. You got all this data in this really comprehensive database. So you know kind of what, what the trend is, what the benchmark is over a long period of time, right? And so, you know, the Mark, Mark Mangala Melly decides to basically, okay, force vaccinations on everybody at, 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 the, at the threat of loss of your job. So you, you vax everybody in the military, the U.S. military, and then you see what happens, right? And lo and behold... Bad things happen, really bad things happen. And this is what Doc Malone is going to talk about today. But to set that up, I want to show you um, two slides. Let's start with slide one, Denver. This is uh, the vaccine impacts on U.S. uh, military personnel based on the experiment I described to you. We saw (laughs) hypertension went up over 2,000%, migraines 452% increase in migraines, over 1,000% adverse impacts of the nervous system, tachycardia, um, which is rapid heartbeat, 302%, Guillain-Barre syndrome, 551%, multiple sclerosis, 680% increase, esophagus malignant neoplasm, 624%. Hey, give me some of those vaccines. Oh, yeah, yeah, give me some of those, folks. Um, All right, Denver, uh, now the bad news. Give me the next slide, if you would. Uh, And when you think about this in terms of our kids, right, it's like a catastrophic catastrophic event would be to wipe out the reproductive ability of the human race, right, with some quasi-vaccine that somehow, oh, did what? Oh, what do we see here? A 472% increase in female infertility. Related to that, 437% ovarian dysfunction increase. Oh, for the guys, we're not left out. 369% increase in testicular cancer. And by the way, ladies, 480%, 487% increase in breast cancer, okay? Um, look, that, that is, that is an, it's an incredibly elegantly designed, macabre, mangala-like medical experiment done in real time on our U.S. military personnel and if this does not get the attention of Mika and Morning Joe when they're talking about friggin' jabbing our kids or anybody else, then Mika and Joe, you people are as morally bankrupt as I think you are on the MSNBC Genocide Olympics Network. All right, Dr. Malone, the floor is yours, sir. What say you? So let's uh, strive for fair and balanced. Um, uh, sorry about that. Uh, uh, one, the one thing that's being mentioned as a potential uh, counterweight here, remember what Peters just shared with you, is the increase in incidence of these things over what was occurring both last year and the prior five years. So last year in 2020, we had plenty of virus 
and yet we didn't have these huge bumps. And then in 2021, when they start implementing the vaccine mandates, then we see this jump up. We also see sudden increases in all-cause mortality and, and um, disability occurring in the databases for the life insurance companies. And now we have results back from Q3 and Q4 of last year that are confirming this now in multiple insurance company databases. So this is stuff that can't be hidden. This is massive blocks of information. The pushback is, well, maybe this is long COVID. Uh, that would be amazing given that uh, there's been so much denial of long COVID. I don't see how that can account for these data. So I think we are looking at something. It probably some of these events may be COVID related, but that should be balanced out by whatever happened in the prior year. This is hard to interpret as anything other than an enormous catastrophe at the expense of our armed forces. I, I, it's, it's difficult for me to interpret the data any other way. Now, the question is, what are these data? Where are they coming from? Are they real? Is the, is the um, uh, uh, chain of custody of these data solid? I can assure you that the chain of custody is solid. Now, uh, Senator Johnson has sent a letter to the Department of Defense not to manipulate these data and to preserve it, even though the DOD is attempting, apparently through an NIH subcontractor, to do so. Uh, and that was the subject of the PolitiFact fact checker, which now it looks like is a gross misrepresentation and DOD is giving up on this. Where did this, this whole strategy of trying to manipulate the data after they received Ron Johnson's letter, bless his heart? Dr. Samuel Sigaloff, Peter Chambers and Teresa Long are the heroes here. DOD personnel that have come out and uh, now have whistleblower protection. And the chain of custody is rigorously documented from videotaping these people, pulling the data off the databases, the, the whole uh, pass off of these data. So I, and they're backed by sworn testimony and depositions that are, uh, will be sustained in court of law. So I think we're looking at something pretty big and it looks like we may also be looking at some efforts to um, uh, cover up these data that are now disclosed. The question is, where do they come from? Hey, hey Doc, let, they, let me uh, let me just ask you a question. I guess I, I, I know you I know you want to be really careful here, and you you're kind of like explaining how this thing will be under attack. But but you came into this before this study results came out with a set of priors about what kinds of diseases this quasi vaccine would likely trigger. What kind of adverse events? Can you say? This, that directionally and in terms of magnitude, that this study confirms everything you feared about the use of these quasi-vaccines. Is that an accurate statement at this point? Everything and more. I, uh, Ryan Cole has been the canary in the coal mine of a highly trained pathologist, uh, has been the one raising the red flag about cancer risks. And here it is, the data are abundant. We've got damage in organ systems that I, I hadn't imagined. I'd been warning about the fact that these catanic lipids go to the ovary and that they might be causing ovarian dysfunction and that that could explain the dysmenorrhea. Here we see uh, amazing uh, support for that, like I, I 
I, I don't want to, I don't take any joy in this. Uh, I would much rather that this, this demonstrated that I was completely off base and we were not having reproductive damage, cancers, um, strokes. Uh, the, the hypertension, of course, is an adverse event that I had. The list of harm to our DOD is deep and long. And uh, now they want to give the, the armed forces and all the DOD personnel another jab. Doc, let me ask you this. Is there any doubt in your mind that whatever you might observe in, in young, healthy military personnel would also be observed when you start jabbing kids? Would, would there be anything in, in children that would make them immune to everything that's happening to people in their 20s and 30s and 40s in the military? Does this no, tell this us is exactly, not to jab kids this, as well? Uh, completely. I've been, that's just, thank you, Peter, for that lead. And of course, that's my primary focus is stop the mandated vaccines in children. And I've been warning about the potential damage to the brain, to the heart, to the coagulation systems, to the immune systems, and to the reproductive systems of our children. And here we have an abundance of data that supports that uh, cautionary note uh, that has resulted in me, of course, being attacked globally for uh, being so bold as to, to suggest these potential risks. But I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I do... I don't take any pleasure in this data, but I do have a certain amount of pleasure in demonstrating the uh, various fact checkers to have um, really a case could be made that the censorship that's occurred on social media and that they're trying to impose on Spotify has actually caused significant loss of life and damage because they haven't allowed people to hear the information or read the information about potential risks. All right, Doc, you are an American hero. You're doing God's work here. Uh, we'll be rooting for you tonight, and I hope uh, the New York Times uh, writes, um, for once, an honest article. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll be watching you. Uh, chat room keeps coming those, with those questions. Peter K. Navarro sitting in for uh, Steve Bannon. Um, we'll be back with a final block here in the war room. Well, thanks for listening to the In Trump Time podcast. If you like what you have heard, please take the time to write a review and subscribe to this podcast. By doing so, you will help spread the word. I'm Peter Navarro. We'll see you next time.